Shut up and sit down. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah, Batman! Our bikes love us and we love them back as we ride through the city by the cars like black on the teeth of the town. We just keep on singing. We're unstoppable! Oh, hell yeah! You are listening to the Dial Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. One of the most important decisions you will make is to be in a good mood. For every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. So, crank it up and be happy, my friend. When things are good, when things are hard, we ride together, we don't drive cars, but together we make such beautiful music. Oh, hell yeah, brother, you yeet! Unstoppable mamas, a GMO, Unstoppable kids, yeah. Get your bike and go. Get your bike and go. Unstoppable papas. Pedal and flow. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You're doing it good, buddy. Great job. Hi, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vonder, and I'm here with Lance Friggin' Hepler. Lance Friggin' Hepler. Hello. Yellow. Hello. What's up, Friggin'? It's the show. Here we are. And we're, we, we, we are live. We are live the show, and we're recording. Roll it. <laughs> to his right, Mr. Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look clean today. Looking clean. Nah, I saw Lance yesterday. I'm like, dude, what the heck? I shaved the beard off. But he still but has. still got the handlebar. handlebar, handlebar I, did, I did leave a mustache. Is Sully going to make an appearance? Are you going to get the bars back, or are you uh, going to just... I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. just I, see where life goes. I went... I went that now. You might have it ready by cross season. <laughs> right. I went to my wife and because I shaved, and of course she didn't even notice. No, she's well, like, I'm not going to notice unless I kiss you, and I'm like, well, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she, I'm like, Brandy, what what kind of mustache would you like me to have? Yeah. What kind? Of, what kind of? Because like a, we could go anywhere question. at this point. What kind of mustache? How could you, should I hit you in the face? <laughs> you decide. You are the. This maybe her, she doesn't want a mustache. This is my point. Yeah, her answer was this. Straight face. Silence. <laughs> Nothing. There was no response. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. All right. All right. Thanks for supporting me, honey. But yeah, I have a mustache now, and the uh, my face looks thinner, cleaner, yeah, younger. Yeah. <laughs> You guys want to backpedal? Oh. Because I guess it's 2024 now. and It's 2024. We tried to change it in 2023 now, and all the people said, no. We tried. You're a jackass, Jake. Shut up. <laughs> Bring back the backpedal first. So backpedal it is. Who wants to go first, Matt? Sure. I um, I haven't done that much. I've got like this like hip, quad, groin. Like It's all mangled up, and it's been bugging me for... I think three months now. I really need. What? Did we just become best friends? Yes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Matt, we are best you friends. You want to go do karate in the garage? I, if I could uh, do yep. karate, I would do karate with you in a second. If I could as well. We can't so, do it. What can we do? <laughs> we need Which, Evan. Is it your right leg or your left right. leg? Mine, right. Mine too. Yeah. So it, there's a sense of contagiousness yeah. here going on. But so I'm, I was hoping Evan would be here today because I figured he could just like snap his fingers and everything would be fixed, or he could give me some exercises. I could do them. I don't know. What's going on with you though? Seriously, <sighs> is it? Like the the quad itself, quad proper. Or do you have it, other things going on? It felt like it started in like the hip flexor, mm. and this was at the end of cross country season. But now it feels like it's like 
in the quad and almost around in the groin area. Like it's just sore and achy, like tendonitis kind of thing. I think it's, I'm like, man, maybe I tore something or whatever. And then I'm like, no, cause you can't re like when you tear something, you like know it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and this wasn't that it was, it's just like, I don't know, just it kind of, and what's weird is like if, if I were to go for a run, I'd be fine until after the run. And then everything just kind of like aches for a while, Oof. aches all the time. Anyway, is this, mm. is this my complaining moment or is this backpedal? Lance, are you wearing protection? <laughs> I do not have protection. You're going to catch it. You're, it's a contagion. <laughs> I do. I, please don't injure me, you two. Stay far away. You need a prophylactic, a face mask, all the things so you don't get the old hepitis. I need a body cast to stay I, away from I you did swim this morning. It was glorious. And, um, and I've been running and biking on Strava, not biking outdoors, but biking on Strava. It's the weather's been kind of gross lately. Yep. So, so Strava, not Strava, Swift. Swift. I I know my sports technology. Yeah, a little bit. Strava. Um, you can find me on Strava there too. Swift it. Swifting, I mean. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Hooray. Yeah. Um, New Year's Day, we did a team gravel ride um, right. on our usual gravel course. It was quite fun. We had like. Did you see my wife on the 12? trails? I don't know. I did not. Hair to trail? Was she cursing at us <laughs> what's like the, most what's the people report? did? <laughs> what did Lance do now? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I ran over some lady, but... Um, we did have an incident. Uh oh Oh, shoot. Jeez. Kind of. Was it on Heritage Trail? It was on Heritage Trail. Because the trail's more narrow. When you're out at, like, Washougal, you're good. Okay, we left at 9 a.m. Yep. It's New Year's Day. The sun is out. It's not raining. Tra so trails are busy. The trails were busy. The dike was busy. The trails, Everything. the Heritage Trail was busy. The park was busy. People are getting on that New Year's resolution, yes. man. And we took all of that stuff very carefully. Like, like Tom counts with the... With the ring, with the with the bell on his bar, he went to the front, and we warned every person that we were coming. And when we came on up uh, up on him, we're like, "Hey, there's ten of us, just so you know." People, for the most part, were really good. But um, near the end of the, right near the very end of the ride, we were with like a half mile to go on Heritage Trail mm -hmm. to the trailhead. Um, we came up on a family that had a golden doodle uh -oh. off leash yeah. that uh -oh. looked like it was a puppy, and as soon as we, when we came up on the dog that was off leash, we actually stopped because we're like, okay, hold on. This is, he, the, the, the owner, the guy was trying to, to grab to the, grab the, yeah. grab the collar and the dog bolted, not towards us, but like away from the bikes. Like he was petrified of the bikes. Uh -huh. so he ran all the way to the trailhead. To the parking lot. Yes. That, that, that that's by a big street, too. Yes. Oh, no. So he takes off, and he's, like, just running from us. And so there were, like, four of us that, like, we went into dog cowboy mode to try to <laughs> to wrangle the dog. Yeehaw. We're like, okay, we got we to stop the dog. We got to get the dog back to the owner. So, so you're chasing after the dog. Dog thinks you're chasing yes. dog, so dog runs even faster. Yes, but he finally, like, got off the trail onto the Onto that road. road that's next to the golf like course. Little, yeah, it's like a little yeah, yeah golf. And so when we finally got around it, and we're able to chase it back down the trail, so we finally got it going back down the trail, and we literally like we there were like four of us. We had to stage in certain spots to wrangle the dog in the right direction, and so we get back to the owner who's who's there, and the dog runs up to him and then ran right past his owner again, whatever, and the dude was he was pissed. What? 
Yes. Dude, that guy, Why would he be pissed? You guys are helping him out. Was he mad at out. the dog or was he mad at you guys? It. We like rolled up on him and he's like, he's like, dude, he goes, you guys should have, you know, I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm trying to unwrap my daughter from the leash and you guys come rolling right up on me and he takes off. And I'm like, I looked at him and I said, and we also chased your dog down, brought him back to you. You're welcome. And the dog was off leash, or was it running with a leash attached to it, and he just got away? No, it was off leash. He so was, he's b- bsing right he was there. BSing. You know what? Yeah, he was, clothes suck. Yes. <laughs> and so immediately after I said, you know, we brought your dog back to you. You're welcome. Yeah. He just said, thank you. <laughs> he's probably frustrated though, because I mean, yeah. in the moment when you, if you're out there with kids and you got a dog yeah. and all these things, I That's can see true. him getting frustrated. But he needs to have a little bit of time to reflect on the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> You screwed up, buddy. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Say he sorry. Was probably, he was probably just cranky. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, if it, I was out there with my family and I had all those kids, whoosh, damn kids. I'm pretty <laughs> sure a, it's a, a puppy. dog that ran off. Yeah. I'd be pissed off. And as it was well. probably a moment where he took the dog off the leash because there wasn't anybody around and then 10 bikes show up. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, he, well. like, couldn't get her in time. Anyway. Yeah. That is what it is. Anyway. So <laughs> good. At least you guys were careful. I'm just, I was waiting I, for you to tell me, like, oh, yeah, we went booking around a corner and went head on no. it. Yeah. We like was, we saw what was going to happen and we stopped and then it didn't work and we're like this dog is not stopping we've yeah. got to wrangle it let's yeah. we got to wrangle this dog so luckily we got it back and got no love for it anyway you're welcome pal yang hong <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was right on anyway uh, rest of the time I wrote on Zwift because Zwift because the weather sucks yeah here so anyway good times sweet yeehaw. Yep. You want me to backpedal? Yes. There's nothing to backpedal. Did you lift? I did, dude. All right. Yeah. I was telling Lance yesterday, <laughs> we've got these great like uh, zip-up hoodies, nice little embroidered dial logo yeah. on there. And I um, was going to wear that yesterday because, you know, it's gloomy days, crappy out. And I'm like, no, I haven't worn that in a while. I went to go put that on and like, yeah, it doesn't really fit all that well. Not in the stomach area. That was fine. But my shoulders, it's just not fit there. So I got to switch up my training program a little bit because I've... Uh, Gotten a little bit too big up top, so it's time to start <laughs> leaning things out up there, Easy. and then yeah. But um, I don't mind the legs; I don't mind the lower half getting bigger and stronger. But the up up upstairs part of me is um, starting to get back into like beast mode of the beast in, mode. In, in the gym. How's, how's Barrett doing with his lifting? He's fantastic. It's good. We have been super consistent now, almost coming up on like two and a half months. Haven't really wow. missed. My, I mean, he's missed a day or two here or there, but he's been making up for it. And then he's actually going to start doing double days now, um, working out at school in the mornings. Okay. They have a, a zero period, and then he'll go to the gym with me less because you know you don't want to do too much. But he'll be doing all of the other things that he's not doing there, and he's uh, he's gaining weight and he's definitely getting stronger. Like he's starting to put up some some big kid numbers now, like with yeah. dumbbells and stuff. Like I'm like, hey, good on you, buddy. Wow. Yeah, so. He's uh he's he's well on his way. So it's been fun. It's been fun for me to take him there and teach him a bunch of stuff and watch him progress. And he's been a sponge through the whole process. So good on him. Wow. Yeah. I just wish That's that fun. I could be like him in 140 pounds and he can be me at you know <laughs> 190 to 200 whatever it is I weigh these days. And then yeah, that'd be fantastic. I just don't want to lose all that strength though. No. Cool. All right. Well. I there think that's a, that's enough of the back pedal, but I do need to get back on a bike because it's absolutely killing me. And we are, what, five and a half weeks away from training camp? Yes, it is. We are. We, and need, I, we need you back on a bike. I have not been on a bike in over two weeks. You have to come to training camp, Jake. <sighs> Dude, I this past week, in, oh, that's part of my back pedal, too. I'll, I'll talk about that real quick. I went and had more prolotherapy. Had another, 
I think it was 20 injections for the prolo part of it. And then have you guys ever had um, ozone injected into you? No. Uh-uh. An actual gas? Really? Because ozone has great healing properties. Yeah. I know this, but they actually injected some of the gas. Straight into the bursa area of my hip. There was another five or six injections of that there. So, yeah, I laid on the table and just got needle after needle. And this needle is not small. (laughs) It's not small at all. But, I mean, they're spraying, like, on a topical, like, numbing agent. Um, Like ethyl, I think is what it is. Is that ether? Or ether. What? What? I don't know, whatever it is, they're spraying that on. They're super cold, and then they do the injection. It still okay. doesn't feel good. And you know that you're successful when they're getting very close to a nerve, or right on a nerve, where, like, if you feel that thing trigger off and, and kind of like, whoa, oh, that's a nerve. And then, like, like, yep, we got I, it. A few times, like, all right, we know we're in the area because I'm having, like, like shooting sensations go down my quad. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's great. And like, nope, that's where we need to be. We got to open things up, and they're, like, hydrodissect stuff. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this it's terrible. Oh. It's like a love-hate relationship with it. It it absolutely Are they doing sucks. Like an ultrasound guided needle. No. Okay. No. The the there's actually two ladies that are doing it. The one has been doing this for like God knows how. I, I don't even know. She's older. Her masochism name is Yeah. Vonder Fluten <laughs> Pain and Painenhausen. Whips and the ball gags were all yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You had to pay extra for Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, that that kind of sucks, but at the same time, it's like you kind of feel like stuff's happening. So like you feel if things are happening that you should be making some progress. Um, I'm still jury's still out. It's not necessarily giving me the the relief that I'm seeking. I'm still dealing with a ton of like uncomfortable pain and swelling, and just I can't ride. And I don't know, but I've supposedly got two, maybe three more rounds of this. So. You know, that was that work. Let that stuff soak in and work. And then you're yeah, going to be OK. Come on. It's going to be OK. Yeah. We're going to do this process, but you need to like not do anything with your legs for the next three to four or five days. We don't oh. want you to ride the bike for the next week. You need to oh. you know this, this, this. And I'm like, oh, my God, don't you guys know that I'm supposed to go to training camp in five and a half weeks? <laughs> At this juncture, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't even think I could build the fitness necessary if I were given a 100 percent clean bill of health, bill of health to go do the training to even keep up at training camp right now. I just don't think it's enough time. But you could still ride to like the first like aid station. That sounds awesome, Lance. I'm all <laughs> about my, that. My wife right, was guys, asking have... the same question. She was like, aren't you going to go to training camp? Or like, aren't you, wouldn't you want to go to training camp? And I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't ride their warm up. I couldn't even do <laughs> these. This is just, I mean, I wouldn't make it like, t- I wouldn't make it 10 miles. It would just be bad. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, aren't you glad you're on this podcast, Lance? No, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, Let's move is, on. This is terrible. Screw that. I'm gonna shut up now. Just are you tired of telling your friend Jake to shut up here? Oh, shut <laughs> up, Jake. All right, I'll shut up. All right, so let's let's what's next? Yeah, let's move on. We have Champ, Champ Bailey. Bailey. Is he here? On to bigger and better things. Champ freaking Bailey. Jim Bailey here. It's all cyclocross all week long. The the racing has been fast and furious and very fun to watch. Um, yes, I've watched all the stinking races, Good. almost every minute of every race. It's been all on Flow Sport. It's all been on Flow Sports. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's see. Let's let's recap last week. We had a long discussion about Felipe Nystrom. You, you could you could recap the entire all of the, <laughs> right. the past week in three words. Okay, basically Vanderpool is unstoppable. Yes. He's won going away at every race he's entered. He is including this morning's race at Coxie Day. That's just a 
What a great name. What a great name. Um, I don't know if... I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it you sounds it. good. Pronunciation perfect. Uh, it's the big sand race in the sand bowl mm-hmm. um, in Belgium. And yeah, of course, Vanderpool won again. Wait, going which away. race was it? Coxide. That's what she said. That's Coxide? <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so yeah, Vanderpool's been crushing it. Uh, Wout has been okay. Um, he actually was in like fifth place for a number of today's race, but pulled himself back to third. He didn't even take second in today's race. Who got second? Um, Prim Ronhar. He's just another Belgian fantastic cyclocross racer. Hmm. Yeah. It's not that young kid. They're they're up and coming star, is it? It's not. Okay. No, I don't. I can't remember their names. So. They're, so. Uh, they're all great Dutch names or Belgian names. Or actually, I think they're, anyway, regardless, I don't know. Um, but uh, the big story from the week was Vanderpool at Holst. Wait, I was gonna back. I was gonna backpedal further. Felipe Nystrom has not left. Oh, he decided to stay. He is trying to still gain some more funds so that he can stay. Yeah, I did so. see a post that he put out there seeking for a little bit more financial support because yeah. he does like he, he self funds self funds it. Yeah. yeah. So that that's that's a big ask, especially like you're not working, so you're not making money. Yeah. I, I don't know what his his work situation is, but you're not making money technically, and then you're gone spending money, and you only got so much money to spend, and it's... He's an interpreter for OHSU. Uh-huh. So oh. he, he works at OHSU between patients and doctors as an interpreter. Okay. Um, Spanish, I believe, is my guess, because he's Costa Rican. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so he has stuck around. He's still there for a bit, and we'll see how it goes. So the, the big story from the week was uh, Hulst, which is the I've got to say, the best cyclocross course in the world. I think Holst is just phenomenal. It's fantastic. It's in the Netherlands. It goes around. It's very, it's very Dutch. It goes under a, a, a windmill. It drops down to a moat. There's mud run-ups. There's mud downhills. It was filled with, with fans. It was really busy. It was actually a really fun race to watch. But uh, Vanderpool had a spitting incident during yeah. it. So uh, you guys probably heard about this. Apparently there was a section. Um, the more Vanderpool wins, the more Belgians hate him. Yeah. And so you get, there were some Belgians. And these these races, they're... It's they're all chucking a, beer on riders. Beer. They're chucking urine on riders. So that they're was the... Flinging who knows stuff. what at him. Yeah. So they're cursing and yelling at him and they're throwing beer at him. And there was reports that there was urine thrown at him. And when he came around on the final lap, he'd had it and he spit at this one group. Yeah. And so, and he was fined for it. And he, and he basically said, you know, worth I'm, it. <laughs> I'm human. I can only take so much. And yeah. it was too much. So. He goes, you'll have to ask them what they said. So apparently they said some bad things, regardless. Anyway, hmm. that's what happened at Holst. Um, then we had the race, the, the Sven-Nice. Sven-Nice, GP Sven-Nice at his big facility. Sven-Nice has a huge like facility. Yeah, it's a year-round cyclocross course that they don't break down. It's just there, and that's where they all train. That's correct. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah. Lots of hills, lots of features, <laughs> lots of stuff. Uh, oh, big surprise, Vanderpool won, going away. You know what's funny about that race? 
Wout is like, I'm going to, I'm going to give this the old college try. I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to chase this guy down. And they stayed together for what the first like two or three laps. And then there was Correct. a point in time where you're like, Nope, there goes Vanderpool. And like, he gapped him like four or five, six seconds, like almost immediately. And right. then like a lap or two later, he's like a minute, minute 15, minute 20 ahead of him. And I think that's about what he finished at, right? He, he meant he finished a minute 55. Oh my gosh. So he put in more Vanderpool. In yeah. second place, in second by place. himself, mind you. Yeah, and like, he was a minute yeah. ahead of third place. Wout was. In the so. last 12 months, how many times has Wout finished in second? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> He's had a ton of second That's places. That's so, I mean. He only won like I, I, two I feel races. you, buddy. I feel you. I mean, I, mine was just like Jack Frost and like the old Montenori. <laughs> like I could, I could never win those races. I always came in second, but. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Big news for our local scene. Clara Hansinger did her first race over there at GP Sven Nice. She actually got a front row call up. I don't know how that happened. National champion. Um, She and she raced in third place for a number of laps, but ended up fifth. But she ended up fifth in the elite race. Fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely great. So good on her. And with the two powerhouses off the front, Fem Van Empel and Lucinda Brand. Mm-hmm. And Are we so. going to talk about Rohan Dennis? If you want to. We don't have to. That's just an unfortunate it's a big situation. story that's just happened recently. He was a he just retired this past he retired, year. He retired last year. And he's like one of like the best time trialists ever. I mean, the guy's Correct. a freaking monster on the bike and you know had a pretty prolific you know, cycling career and he's kind of known for being a little fiery, right? I mean, he, if he didn't like certain things or things got, you know, to a situation where he doesn't like a, a particular bike or something like that, he kind of throws a little bit of a temper tension, but you know, at the yeah. end of the day, he's a professional and he handled his business out there and he just retired and it seemed like he had a good thing going. A couple of small kids, probably what, five and seven years old-ish, yeah, somewhere two there. kids, they live in Australia Yeah, he's Australian. His he's wife was an ex-pro Olympian, yeah. Olympian cyclist. Yeah. Yep, on the track, had uh, won some medals on the track. And I don't know all of the details, but what it sounds like is they got into some sort of an argument and he was in a car and she jumped on the hood or Correct. the bonnet, as they call it down yeah. there. And who knows, something he, went sideways and she ended up dying. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so the wife died after falling off the hood of the car. Um, he did not stop. And so he was charged, charged with like negligent homicide or something yeah. like that. Vehicular it's homicide. Vehicular homicide. It's terrible. I mean, so yeah, kind of an uh, ugly story that I don't, that went through. And we yeah. don't know the, the details behind don't that. I don't know details. what the domestic violence issues there are, if there are any at all. It's just super unfortunate. So I thoughts and prayers go on to that family and, and those kids, man. They're, they're, they just, yeah. I don't know what, what you say. Just time will tell. Yeah. So, eh. Crazy story. Yeah. Anyway, uh, champ out. That's it. Champ out, huh? Oh, it's my fault. We ended up on a bad note. Thanks a lot. Was. <laughs> You're welcome. Was there anything that you needed to bring up in the the triathlon-y, runny world, Matt? Anything going on there that we need we to need know about? We need Evan for that. Let's be honest. Evan was much better at like triathlon news. Um, yeah, it's kind of a downtime for the triathlon. I mean, people are talking about like the you know a lot of big stuff, like what's going to happen next year. But there's not like um, a ton of racing going on mm-hmm. this time of year for triathlons. So we'll see. All right. Cool. On that note... Oh, God, here it comes. Uh-oh. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 Who's going to drop hot, the first... Hot, I, I, can go, I can go first and Lance can go first. 
That was one of the best episodes ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like South Park, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Matt, you've got a question for us. Go for it, buddy. Okay. 2024. If there are new cycling computers in the in the in the season of 2024, in the year of 2024, what kind of features would come to them that would make you consider buying? Right? Like we have last year we had the 840 and the 540 come out. And they, you know, we got touchscreen, we got multi-band GPS, we got some stuff, mm-hmm. but like maybe nothing like anything that blew us out of the water. Like accuracy was better GPS wise. What, what feature would make you like shut up and take my money? We've talked about this a couple of times and I would love to see it. Integration with the rear view tail light yeah. um, and the camera in there. I would I love agree. to be able to see that as kind of like a rear view mirror. See the video. I, oh yeah. I would, I would love to see Garmin. Garmin would be the one to do that, right? Like they, it seems like they have the rear camera. Yeah. You would think that they would be the company to do it. I would also love them to have like an open API that maybe works with like a GoPro camera or like a Insta360 or a mm. whatever camera you want to put back there to be able to sync that to your head unit without it like that absolutely completely hard. draining the battery. Um, I don't know. I, I think yeah, that, it would probably I having mean, like a live video feed works with my phone. You know, I could connect my phone to a GoPro and look at it that way. I just don't want a phone on my handlebars. No. I'm the only one that has a phone on my handlebars. I Kick. used to do it for, you for did. a lot. Because yeah. I used to ride at lunchtime all the time. People needed yeah, to hold me, and true. I just needed to see that. And for a long time, your computers didn't connect to your phone so that you could see like text messages or calls coming through. So I don't know. I think that that would be a, a fun little integration if they could connect somehow, some way to either the Varia 715 or a GoPro or cool. DJ Asmo. What you All got, those Lance? You got anything? Me, um, I would like to see a, a, like a qualitative or a quantitative number, like on my, on my bike computer mm-hmm. that says, if you go at this effort for thirty more seconds, you are done. Um, you are like so. So well, they have that body battery thing. Have you seen that? Yeah, but I, I'd like something that worked real time that took in like. My my power, my heart rate, yeah. um, my glucose level, oh. like it it encapsulated everything. Where like, okay, I'm in a race effort. I want to make an attack in the first hour. You know, you can only make this attack for 15 minutes before you're going to have to back off and rest before you like can little, attack again. That and maybe like a little match counter, and like yes. you can get matches back yes. based on how much you sit up. I think that this, would be really. This cool. sounds very much like the like Garmin's new kind of body battery thing that they have. It's not body battery, but they have like their, I'll have to show you. They have, they have, they something, have like something like that. They have something like that. Yeah, yeah. But you mentioned the blood glucose monitor. Yes. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. using those these days and there's a lot of people using them for fitness purposes and there's some people that are using them for performance purposes. They're you cannot not, use them in, in a race. In they're a race, not yeah. UCI legal for races. Right. Yeah, we don't we don't race in the UCI. So would you yeah. consider using one of those? Because Obra doesn't care. You can go get hopped up on whatever you want to get hopped up from Oberland. Weed. <laughs> Weed, Weed mostly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, technically you could do that. I don't know what USAC's uh, policy is on that, but I don't know. What I it imagine is, it follows it? along with UCI that you, that you can't use them for performance. But, I mean, anyone that's diabetic would probably be like, I, this use this, exemption there. Yeah. yeah, I would assume that they wouldn't even have to do anything; just wear it and not worry about it. But I think the big thing that the pros see is like they can use it during training, and they can see they can start to get a feel for like, okay, 
I need to be fueling, need to be fueling, need to be fueling so that they don't get past there. Well, what's interesting is, I mean, that has changed dramatically in the last like five years with the pro Peloton. I mean, gone from where athletes would starve themselves or, you know, eat very little during races to now they're, they're taking in 120 carbohydrate. It's almost a game of like, how much can you put in? How much can you put in? How much can you handle? And that has upped the speed of the Peloton dramatically. Just that shift but in thinking what is the uci's thought process here in saying you're not allowed to use these why it's not performance enhancing it's why just it knowing your body a little bit better why is it not performance enhancing if you know your body it's a little not bit better okay if i went and go put uh, if i put displayed. a monitor on you it's yeah. not going to make you any faster it's just going to give you more information about your body that's already there so yeah. how is that any different than like a heart rate monitor or a power meter? It's just another metric that right. you can use to see how your body is performing. I it's, don't disagree with that. It's not that argument causing that's, you to perform better. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I don't disagree with that argument. I think that it's interesting. Um, there's been some, there's different laws in different countries, right? So mm-hmm. in the U.S., it's really a little, actually, it's a little bit more tightly um it's t- more tightly controlled as like a medical device. Yeah. Uh, in Europe, there's a little bit more freedom to it. And so a lot of these companies, Super Sapiens is like a company. There's yep. there's actually, um, there's like a dozen or more companies that are doing this. And they basically take the CGMs that are on the market in the medical field and they rebrand them basically. Yeah. And they say, these are sports oriented now. And then they'll make an app that goes with it, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, but... The cycling computers are actually integrating that information. I think Wahoo is one of the companies really? that will show CGM information um, streamed from certain brands or whatever it is. It may go through the phone and then to the device. I don't know exactly how that works. Um, but I think both Garmin and Wahoo are, will show that information. So correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, uh, but I think that's the case. And I, I kind of agree with Jake. It's another metric about your body, not that much different than your heart rate or... Okay, here's here's the rule. Um, Because there was a woman in Strata Bianche this last year who took third place and had a CGM on her. Who just forgot to take it out. And she was stripped of her third place. Yeah. And and we should all note that like every professional athlete is... Not professional athlete. Every professional... Not every professional. Most professional cyclists are doing this so that they can read those numbers in training and they can apply it to racing. They just got to remember to take it out of their arm. Which is stupid. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. And you got to just go on the like, all right, this is how I normally feel. And you just get really intimately familiar with your body. And then you can cross, you know, check that with a, a number, a metric. And right. then you now have to go like off of like, right. An RPE rate of well, perceived exertion or a rate of perceived glucose expenditure. I don't know. I'm sure there are some people that would love to see a grand tour. Just be like no power meters, no heart rate monitors, and maybe no cycling computers, just race. Like, how interesting would that race? Would you watch that if they, if uh, some, if some grand tour was like, we're going to try this? Maybe, but I would watch that in a heartbeat. It would be yeah. so interesting because I think there would be more attacks, more explosions for yeah. sure, more people just blowing up and not it, being it able to finish. It would make it an interesting create race. more parody in the race, especially if you took away like you know um, the the communication devices, radio, radio, the whole bit. That that would definitely that would be, be interesting. very interesting. Yeah, but you also like to see all right human potential, what team potential, and like all of these things. Sure. I mean, there's there's a benefit to both sides. It's like watching baseball. Do you want to watch them completely clean or is it kind of fun to see them Dude, all juiced up and hitting 525-foot bombs? Yeah, you know, yeah. there, there's there's a case to be made both ways. So I agree with that. The, the purest, though, of in 
cycling, if, if you will. I, I do agree with that. It would be kind of fun to completely unplug everything and just say, yeah. go race your bike. <laughs> That'd be fun. Here's the rule from the UCI. Um, it states that devices which capture other physiological data, including any metabolic level values, such as but not limited to glucose or lactate, are not authorized in competition. Now, the lady who got caught, Kristen Faulkner... Lactate, lactate would be very interesting, too. She issued a statement. She said um, she had that there was no data transmitted during or after the race. She literally just forgot to take out the thing. You do need to have a phone to have that connected. Um, She probably didn't have a phone. I don't think it's... Is it, so, it it probably can't connect directly to your computer, can it? That's my question. I don't know the answer to that. She said no. So, hmm. Anyway, that's interesting. But they don't give you a reason why. No. I mean, come on, UCI. Right. Why? Why? <laughs> you can wear a heart rate monitor. You can have a power meter. You can. It's not like use they're a computer. To, they're not like they're trying to make a level playing field because there's no salary cap in. in in you know, in professional cycling teams, the teams with the most money generally do the best because they can get the best athletes and have the best training and and best facilities. And so, you know, if they're trying to make a level playing field by like not everybody has a glucose monitor, so, so nobody can have right. it. Right. Like you can't do that with power meters and no. This is a huge tangent from my question about like what what <laughs> cycling cycling. I derailed your question. It was good. That's fine. I think that's what we, we it's part of the podcast, right? Yeah, I think so. Who's doing the next? Uh, well, you didn't give us your answer to your own question. Is there something that you're really wanting to see, Mister Tech Reviewer, big time YouTube superstar? I have to think about it. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I, I agree with. Uh, Jake, for sure, that, that I would love to see camera information from the, these radars um, being displayed. What about like peripheral accessories that you would like to see attached to a bicycle computer and have the capacity to, to give you even more good data? I know that we've talked about like the CDA stuff. Like, yes, we thought that that was imminent, and then it sounds like they scrapped the whole program. Is that yeah. still something you think it, is on the horizon? Is that something that you still? I want thought to see? for sure that was on the horizon because there was there's probably. Th- three or four companies that were doing um, things and Garmin purchased a company and you don't usually purchase the company unless it's like, this is really going to be big and we're going to take this to market. And especially if they could like integrate it with their computers, it's got potential. It's just the fact that there's so many, I think what every company runs into is that like, this is really, really good. And it looks fantastic until something changes in like one of the hundred variables gets a little tweaked and everything's a mess Mm -hmm. and so car passes you your data's busted like it's just so many problems sure and so um and that's one of the hundred issues right like the you know wind picks up and it doesn't get measured by the device or there's so many issues that can come up that can cause problems and cause your data to be bad that it almost ends up being and i think this is why like all these companies are just scrapping these things because the the working with them is such a nightmare so uh, that's my theory. However, we could find out like next week that you know Wahoo has some huge new aerometer thing that's gonna work. I have no idea. So um, machine learning should come into play too when you talk, start to throw like all these variables at these things and you're trying to get data out of it. Like that's what machine learning is good at. It's really good at like teasing out the valid data from junk, a lot of junk, especially if you feed it a lot of information. I have so, a tangent on that. Yeah, too. go. Well, this is the whole tangent podcast. It, you know what would be really cool? My thought? Mm. 
if if you could if there was some kind of AI connected to your mm-hmm. bike computer screen where you could voice activate it. So I'm riding my bike and I could and I want to I could say order me a cheeseburger, yeah, damn it. You could say you could say something instead yeah. of having to stop. But mostly about like um routing. Mm. Uh yeah. hey, hey Wahoo. Um take me I want to get back home, but take me on on roads that I haven't ridden before Ooh. that are safe for cycling. And bloop, it comes up on your on your mm-hmm. routing on your computer screen. I or, I imagine that AI is going to start to come in huge huge play on on cycling computers as well as watches and things like that. It's just like it's it's such a it's such an it's such a straightforward yeah um thing for these these guys to do. It's it's so obvious. It's right there. Everyone every like every product is going to be affected by AI in the next two years, right? So it's it's just a matter of. Are you guys paying attention to all the things that are being integrated into AI? And like crazy. Just think about any facet of your life. It's going to be affected. And go research said facet and then put in how it's affected by AI or how AI is helping it. It's mind-blowing, the things that you can do with AI now. And Mm -hmm. I kind of showed Lance a few things that I was playing with. Uh, I'm trying Mm. to streamline and and optimize a few things. And you've got to learn this stuff now. You've got to get on the, you've got to get on board. You can't be a Luddite to this. You cannot just put your head in the sand. You can't ignore it because (laughs) the next two, three, four years, there's going to be a cataclysmic shift in terms of what AI is going to do for everybody in their lives. And there's a lot of opportunity there. There's a lot of great things that you can utilize to make your life a lot easier, to streamline work processes, to make you more, optimized in in a million different ways, whether it be for business or for your work life or your family life. I mean, it's absolutely bonkers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's like, there's a lot of things like work related and like this social media content and, you know, talking about video editing and podcast editing and and all these different platforms and like all the different ways that you can utilize AI to streamline the process of something that might take you three or four hours to down to three or four minutes. It's, it's pretty crazy. And just like training voice models, you can go, I don't know if you've yeah. used, there's a, the, the best one out there, and in, in I think all the pundits will agree, is called Eleven Labs. You can go train your yeah. voice, and you can create an AI voice-generated um, thing where you just put in a text prompt, yeah. and, and it's and your voice talking. What's it sounds crazy just is like you. this entire podcast <clears throat> right now, it's AI. all AI. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even, the three of us didn't even sit down. We put in a prompt that said, discuss ridiculous, dumb topics. Dumb ideas <laughs> and go. And it came with, came up with this. And no joke though. I can take voice samples yeah. from this podcast, from each one of you. I can train an AI. Yes. And I can create a voice. This is the scary part in less than three or four or five minutes. And yeah. I can have a voice model that's pretty stinking accurate and pretty stinking close to both of you <laughs> yeah well especially with all my youtube videos it'd be super easy to train oh yeah an and then AI you can model. create avatars that is like you get a good video and you yeah. take a it, get, it takes a bunch of samples you read a bunch of stuff it will actually and it's just going to be the particular like whatever that is in the background of the video that mm-hmm. you've used so but you could theoretically cut out the person and, and use green screens or different kinds yeah. of technology but you can train it where the person starts talking and it's your natural mouth movements it's your voice coming out of this thing it's effectively like a a, a poor man's deep fake already that's already right. here yeah. like it's not 100% perfect i would say that it's 95% perfect though not um, 95% good dave dillon did this he cuz he's obviously got a lot of the same like sure. video information and so he's just like here's this video information and like let's have this guy talk and say this and like it's like hard to 
distinguish between the difference. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. I think the one that's leading the way right now, if anybody wants to go out there and look at it, um, go to a website called Hey Gen, H-E-Y-G-E-N. Mm, okay. Go check that out. You can watch the whole video and you can see the person and what's funny is you go on there and like there's a little video at the prompt and he's like hey i'm just gonna show you about all this stuff da, 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 da. and then in like, like a minute or two later the, the actual person pops on and is like well that was the model thing that i just created and you're like wait what and you go back mm-hmm. and watch it again and you're like oh my gosh that's so good so good wow so, anyway that's a full-on tangent but ai man it's here to here to stay yeah i want to be riding my bike and be able to say so- Hey, Garmin, right. show me the Strava segments that I have the best chance yeah. at getting the KOM on that are near me and that I have a shot at today with the efforts I've already done and with the, the wind condition. directions yep. and weather conditions. Wow. And, that would be and very then route me there and then show me how fast I have to go while I'm, you know, and then whoop. It that would be some up. AI magic right there. Yeah. But um, I was going to say that Brighton computers, you can say stuff like you can press a button and be like, give me directions home and it'll... It'll take it. you. It'll map it when it works. But you could say, "Give me directions home, but pass the pizza place yeah, and go. have a pizza ready. ready for me when I pass it." <laughs> That's brilliant. That's what I want on my bike computer. That's. I think we're a little ways away from that. Okay. Yeah. And then I want something that'll fix my body. Yes. <laughs> Making up be old and broken now. Right. So that'd be fantastic. Show me what I can do to fix my hip. All I right. like that one, Matt. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, I'm just curious. I'm very curious because, you know, as we look for new cycling computers, I'm like, that's my problem is like, I couldn't think of anything. I'm like, well, what, well, what could they do next? Yeah. They, there's, these companies should be looking hard at AI. Yeah, though. There's good, good suggestions. Two lines. companies that if I were a betting man, I would say they're going to come out with the new computers this year. Don't want to necessarily give names or I, I don't will. have any. I would say the Hammerhead Crew okay. 3 has got, I mean, that's a, forward-looking company they i wouldn't be surprised if they're like we're doing we're going to go big on ai or something like that like that would be super interesting yeah um wahoo supposedly maybe could come up with computers and garmin just came out with computers so we wouldn't expect them to so, so we'll see you can probably bank on maybe a little bit better battery life a little bit yeah. better faster processing speed maybe a little bit more clarity in the the, the screen maybe it's a touch bit lighter but what is it actually going to do that's going to say know, make right? you say hey i'm i'm down i'm going to go spend my 3 to 500 dollars on said computer what is it that you guys that's that was my question i just think don't that's going to be the selling point for those for for this year i don't see anything like crazy wild like the ai stuff that lance is talking about like Hammerhead Crew 2 or 3 would not do the camera integration with the Wahoo radar. I just don't see these companies. I can't think of anything. The Crew 3 would need to do better battery life. I would expect them to do multi-band GPS. Um, Lighter weight would be nice Mm -hmm. for that device, but I just don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do. Hard to say. It does seem like it had the most horsepower under the hood. Yeah. If they can enhance that and then somehow integrate in AI to, I don't know, fill in the blank, whatever you want it to do. That'd be kind of interesting, but I can't think of anything that they're going to do that like we're really yearning for in a bike computer. I mean, it's kind of like bike trainers right now. Like, what are you looking for in a biking trainer that's going to make it that much better? They come out and they're like 5% faster or better flywheel. And, you know, maybe they do this little fill in the blank thing, but they're charging an extra 300 bucks. Like rocks back and forth a little bit. Not worth it. So I don't know. Don't know. Crazy. Interesting. Yep. You got a question for us? Oh, my question sucks now that I think about it. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. We can go on a tangent if that helps. <laughs> we probably will. Okay, here's my question. White socks and shoes, yes or no? Oh, that's hot. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yes, so, white socks and shoes, do it. White socks and shoes. You only live shoes. once. Go grab. Go I'm, go mudding. Go so, mudding out there. <laughs> EF Education. They just announced um, their new uniforms. They just re- released their new uniforms, and they're all white socks and shoes uh, this year, as well as a little bit of yellow in their uniform. And a lot uh, of a teams have white sho- socks and shoes, and it is super popular right now. If you notice, Matthew Vanderpool every cyclocross race he is racing in white socks and shoes in these nasty muddy things because white is cool am i missing something here sir ian gibson will tell you that it is quote unquote pro it's pro to wear the white shoes and the white socks white socks and shoes is pro that's what the pros have always done i have supposedly i've missed this boat entirely because i almost always go black Mm -hmm. or orange Maybe I did get a pair. What's the matter with you? I am not cool. Is what is the matter with me? I showed up to training camp last year with some uh, white CD shoes and a new white cast helmet and Protona helmet, and I was like the sore thumb at the training camp. I kind of felt like a little bit of a jackass for that, but <laughs> I needed a new helmet, and that's just what we had at the time. I'm like, yeah, I'll just try the white, and I don't know. I I don't dislike it, but it's not my favorite. I kind of like the the black a little bit better. The the white helmet. Jury's out on that. I mean, I've worn a black helmet for so stinking long, and this yeah. doesn't fall in line with your shoe question, but people always say, oh, it's going to make your head too hot. I mean, I've ridden in Southern California with black helmets when it was 100 degrees, and I was fine. And I've ridden up the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. on hot days. I was fine. I've never had an issue with that. Some people will tell you that it's just too hot. It attracts too much sun, and rightfully so. It probably does, but you get the right ventilation, and you ride at the right speed, you're fine. Yeah. The white shoes, um, I don't know. I just I figured, why not? Not that I don't dislike them. It's not that I like them. I just, I honestly, I, I just don't give a rat's ass. I don't care. I think also you look at those white shoes. I think they're going to be more visible to cars. That's you the have other that thing. little bit of a, a back and forth jitter oh, on your yeah. shoes. Maybe. It's mm-hmm. kind of like if you're locked in position, like your shoes are kind of what's moving. So you're going to see those from a distance if you're a car. That's maybe that's a that's a stretch. It's a stretch. That's a stretch. It's it's the look. This is the it's the look. Yeah, it is. I've just been shocked that Vanderpool has every single now. Of course, he is in the rainbow, the white jersey yeah, with yeah. with rainbow stripes because he's our the current world champion in cyclocross. But he's and done in the next world champion. He's done every race in white shoes and socks. And I maybe I'm out of touch. Whatever he kids. does, whatever he does is cool. He's 28. He's in the thick of it. Yeah. You know. Fun fact: I own probably 40 pairs of socks. I don't have a single pair of white socks. Not even one. <laughs> I don't think I do either. None. Seriously. Then if we don't want to get into TMI underwear, same thing. Nothing white. Nothing so white. I, as a matter of fact, I have just a handful of white shirts, and I only wear those at night or to go to bed. And they're just—they're honestly like a um, like a really soft cotton, easy like V-neck stretchy kind of shirt that I got when I um, got hit by the car and my shoulder was completely dismantled and I needed something easily to, to be able to get on my head. Yeah. And I still have those three shirts and I still wear them to bed all the time because they're super comfortable. But <laughs> that's the only white stuff I own other than my now white socks and my white helmet that I don't ride bikes anymore. So who really cares about that? <laughs> I don't know. Do you? Would you feel comfortable if I put you in a full white kit? Oh, God, no. No, no. The the white bibs are like the classic cycling mistake, right? Like that's used to be because you know you get a little wet and shisum ha, there you are. <laughs> what Lance? Did you you say shisum ha, shisum ha. I love it. You weren't at the Michael Myers time trial last year, were you? No, no, Matt. You, I don't think you came out. Evan was there. Evan raced. Did he wear all white? He wore his on your left kit. Yeah, hundred percent all white um, speed suit. Bold. 
very bold. He's <laughs> like, that's a, that's a choice. And good on you. I mean, that's kind of like goes along with the whole like mantra of that team is to be different, unique, and all that other stuff. But yeah, it was um, not something you'd see me wearing. Look like a freaking white sausage riding down the Ugh. road these days. So, but Vanderpool looks like a freaking beast, rock star, a cycling stud. god out there. Yeah, yeah. It does. that happens when you put basically three minutes into the top into the podium. I mean, he's just a next level. So Dude, anything he does, he can wear really anything he wants. He's also been showing up at these races driving his Lamborghinis. Ooh. What? Yes, he's he's because he, he drives himself to the race and he's he's rolled up one time in like in like a two hundred thousand dollar like Lamborghini supercar uh-huh. and another time in like their in Lamborghinis like um like uh like SUV type thing. Oh, really? they make an SUV. Do you think huh? Lamborghinis yeah. like hey just show up into the race with this car and we'll pay you? <laughs> I don't know, but it's like that'd be wow. interesting. I mean, talk about. Unrelatable to, to most of the people yeah, there, yeah. but it. But I wonder it's why the Vanderpool. Belgians hate him. <laughs> yeah, why did he get? Why so did like a giant middle finger on him? Yeah, because he rolled. I got I'm curious to know. Like, I'm sure he's probably making three, four million dollars a year. I like, think. I think he's five. I think he's five. That's his contract through Alpecin, Alpecin. Yes, but his sponsorship and his endorsement deals uh, have yeah. to be through the roof. I yeah, mean, I'm sure. how much money do you think Canyon's paying him just to ride his bikes? Yeah, to ride the bikes. I mean, he's probably sold a crap ton of bikes for yep. them just because of that. And then you just go down the list, and he's making money off of every last little thing that he touches. Of so course, good on him. Yeah, and as he should, as a 28 year old stud cyclist. Yeah, jeez. Enough to Freaking drive kids. a Lamborghini to a muddy cyclocross ah. race in Belgium. <laughs> yeah, it's good it. times. So, last hot seat question. <sighs> last hot seat question. Um, I've I kind of have two questions, but I'm going to lean into this one a little bit. We've kind of touched on this a little bit before, and I've kind of bellyached about it a little bit, and it it seems like my wish is going to kind of come true. But I'm curious: is is it enough? The cycling industry, in my opinion, has outpaced inflation in terms of the way that right. they have been pricing their stuff and the way that things have gone up significantly. I mean, bikes from three or four years ago are 50% more than they were three or four years ago. Did inflation go up that much? No. Nope. So, um, you know, granted, you're having to pay employees more. You're having to pay a little bit more for shipping. And you're, and, and that that all that's all, like, you know, real. That's all other stuff. But I feel like they gouged a little bit, especially some of the bigger names. But fast forward to 2024, I'm starting to see some numbers and I'm starting to look at some year over year comparisons. Um, There are certain manufacturers that basically are putting out the exact same bike that is maybe a different colorway, but it's going to have the same wheels, the same group set. There's nothing different about the frame. It just has maybe a different color, right? And some bike manufacturers are coming down as much as 10%. So the 24 bike, which is effectively the same as the 23 bike, is about 10% less. They are dropping. Some of the manufacturers are dropping their they're prices coming, they're finally. Coming. There's a lot of like commotion and tumultuous things going on behind the scenes in the whole cycling industry. And you you get like little bits and pieces of it of about major brands letting people go or having uh, like reporting losses and yeah. doing this kind of stuff. And so like to see them lowering their price is great. But if they're also having these issues, I mean, kind of that's kind of on them. If they kind of went in a little too heavy and they're paying people too, too much or had too much staff or their, their operating expenses, you know, you never know what truly hits the bottom line and what can be like taken out as just kind of like the, the fat of it all. But you know, they, they kind of took some lumps, but it's, it's nice to see that they're not going to try and make up for said lumps by increasing the price or keeping it the same. They're actually coming down. So my question is, 
what's an appropriate amount that you guys would like to see prices come down to make things a little bit more in line with where they should be at in this day and age? I mean, I don't know if we've necessarily seen the full market correction yet in terms of just the entire economy. I mean, there's still a lot of pundits that will say that we're still looking down the the barrel of like a, a major you know, fall off or a recession or things of that nature. But who knows what's going to happen? We're in a, you know, uh, an election year. And generally speaking, uh, politicians will try and kind of make everything stay nice and pretty until that's over so that they can maintain their positions. So I don't necessarily think that we're going to see a whole heck of a lot of craziness go on. The market seems like it's still doing pretty well. There's still a lot of things that are, that are problematic there. But I don't know if we're going to see much correction there. But it's nice to see the the cost of things coming down a little bit for people in the cycling world because in my opinion they were just they were out of control and it was actually dumb and it was making me upset and I don't want to be upset I don't want to be pissed off at the cycling world I'm gonna love it <laughs> God I, we freaking have a bike shop we sell stuff and it just pisses me off that I have to tell people I'm so sorry that this bike costs as much there's not much we can do about it we'll give you the best possible price we can below MSRP to yeah. to make up for it but you know at the end of the day we do have to keep our doors open too but and that's a lot of rambling on w- what's an acceptable amount that you guys would like to see in terms of a correction, like a, a, a cost that comes down. I think it needs to be, from the numbers that I've seen, it looks like it needs like a 20% correction. That sounds about right to me. I was thinking which 15, 15. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Those numbers are, are massive. So if you, if you see a bike manufacturer where you look at their year-over-year numbers and it's like a, a no correction at all, what is your your gut take on them? What is your like, all right, these people are fill in the blank. They're too self-important. Too self-important. They're too greedy. They're too yeah. out of touch. Yeah. Well, it probably has to do with the – so two two parts to it. One, you know, um, when they're making the decisions on what the price is, they did their market research and they either did that incorrectly or they're looking at costs for things and the company is of such a size and such a such a potentially like large size mm-hmm. that their costs are getting out of control for what they're producing. Mm-hmm. So one one of those two things probably, but I don't know. Uh, you I, you I, you just can't have like these $15,000 bikes be like your your B bikes. Like that's just it should not be that way. Those should be your pinnacle of whatever bikes, not twenty thousand dollar bikes. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. BMC is not a part of what I'm. I'm trying sure. to express here, but they came out with um, what was called their masterpiece frame set. So it was a frame module, frame fork, um, integrated cockpit, seat post. Those three things were a part of this masterpiece uh, lineup where they were making these things handmade over in Switzerland with like the most premium quality product stuff that you can put into these and and um they're god they're they're tested to the nth degree and they're just they're they're immaculate they're beautiful that frame module just the frame module no wheels no group set none of that ten thousand dollars so that's that's crazy expensive but i kind of like the fact that they did make that because there are people out there it's like ten thousand dollars to them will be like me giving you a dollar. Say, here, go buy yourself a... Well, you yeah. can't even buy yourself a cup of coffee these days with a dollar, but you, you get where I'm coming at with that. It's kind of cool to see that, but then all of a sudden, you've got your top shelf, like a, a T-Machine or the T-Machine R from BMC, which are their race bikes. You know, the their top shelf versions of those bikes are 15... I, I think the T-Machine R, like their top shelf one is even a little bit more. I got to go check the price on that. That's just... 
that's out of touch. Like that, yeah. that bike used to cost $10,000. Yeah. And even that, I remember when you, the first time I saw a bike that was $10,000 and John right. hit the ground, I'm like, are you kidding me? Somebody used actually- to be those top end bikes were like nine, 10. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, now they're 12. And yeah. I remember that jump and just being like, well, that's, that's that. Like you don't get, you don't look at those bikes ever. Yeah. And now but, they're 15. But now they're more. It's just yeah. out of control. So what's nice though is that that fifteen thousand dollar bike might be more like twelve five or thirteen now, which is kind of cool. It's going in the right direction. It's still too much. So right. that twenty percent correction that you're mentioning, well, I think yes. that that's the that's the number that we need to see. But is that also going to hold up? Is that sustainable? Is it good for the health of the company, the business, or the the brand to to come off their prices that much? You know, maybe they need to do a little bit more correcting on their end and, and take a look at their. Uh, you know, expense costs, sheets yeah. and costs and all that other stuff to figure out how they can make it better. And sometimes, though, you got to be careful because they're like, well, if we got to cut prices, then we got to look at the materials that we're using. So, are we going to start to see some bikes coming on the market that are less expensive, but crappier materials, crappier resins, crappier carbons? And at the end of the day, that's that's all a bike manufacturer really makes yeah. a frame and a fork and sometimes yeah. some handlebars, you right. know, some carbon stuff. And they're, they're charging a crap ton of money. And, and you know, Part of that process too is that the cost of that is like the the components that you put on there. Those are pretty expensive, but I have not seen too much come down the pipeline in terms of how things are looking from Shimano and from SRAM. But I do know that Shimano had some tough balance sheets that they put out. So their yes. financials, they got beat up pretty hard last year and the year before. Yeah. So what's going to happen there? Are they going to drop their prices? Is this all going to come to a head and, and everybody's going to start to see better prices on bikes? I don't know. We're going to start to see crappier quality. Sorry, this is open-ended questions, but I'm just kind of curious what your guys' thoughts processes were on that. I don't think we'll start to see crappier quality. Usually, like you, you, in an ideal world, like increases in technology, even stuff like AI should bring costs down, right? Mm-hmm. Like they should be able to still use premium material and do different things besides like instead of building a massive wind tunnel, we're going to use computational fluid dynamics and we're going to figure this stuff out on computer and we're going to go from there. Like these are things and advancements in technology that should reduce price. Right. We're just not seeing the price is being reduced. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I can hope. Yeah. A man can hope. You know, my thought would be that, that I don't want to pay more for a bike over the year before, unless there's been a pretty good advancement on the bike. Yep. Right. Yeah. You know, with, with some kind, not just technology, but any kind of advancement, you know, better materials, you know, lighter, quicker, faster, stronger, you know, the drivetrain being, you know, works better or more fluid. You know, I, that's that's my thought. Mm-hmm. I'd want to see some actual advancements, not just a step up in price. Even those advancements where you're like, they all, I always feel like it's like, gosh, did they just take the same marketing material and reprint it? It's like 17% more stiff. Right. The more 6% better aerodynamics at these yaw angles. I'm like, good gracious, this is the same print up that XYZ company did last year and they just regurgitated. Like, and I get it, like you're they right. Go to like the dark web and they just copy and paste, yeah. right? I'm just like, <laughs> the, uh, you could probably have ChatGPT spit out like a marketing blurb and it would be pretty close to what they would do mm-hmm. about like, this is the changes in this bike this year. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I, uh, I, I don't see a lot of, crazy innovation going on gotcha. in frames right now, but that's just me. Hmm. 
Yeah, sorry, that was more of a rant than it yep. was a question, I guess. But it's good to see that you guys kind of feel the same way. I mean, twenty percent, in my opinion, would be great. I don't think that that's something no, we're going to see from anybody. Yeah. No, um, fifteen percent is probably going to be a big, big stretch. Ten percent might mm. be something it, that you see that five to ten percent range to see ten yeah. percent. And as soon as I get some more numbers, I'll I'll report back because yeah. there's quite a few different brands that we work with, and I get to see these numbers. Yeah. yeah. So I have one more question, and this isn't for me. It's from the podcast. You know, this podcast thing that we do. The podcast wants to know, what do you guys want to see from the podcast in 2024? Lance, go. I want to get paid. (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, we haven't been paid for the podcast. um, (laughs) But uh, 2024 might not be the year for that. I'd like to see some some more guests, some like bigger name guests that we could get on and interview. And uh, uh, that's what I'd like to see. We do have people that have agreed. It's just a matter of setting up the dates and the times. Yep. So we'll see there. Some more guests is definitely something that we'll always strive to, to bring on because it's always fun to hear other people talk. Um, not so much me, but other people, right? Right. <laughs> How about you, Matt? Uh, yeah, I agree with Lance. I think I would love to see some guests. We'll have to have Ray from DC Rainmaker come on. Yeah. Uh, we could have maybe Des from Des Fit come on or whatever, like especially around any sort of cycling <laughs> announcements. Like if there's like a... If there's new computers or if Wahoo has some sort of mystery product, like it might be an ideal time to have someone like that come on and chat for an hour. So, hey, Lance, can you go jump on YouTube and pull up um, the other Matt Legrand and see if he wants to come on and join us? Oh, he's <laughs> let me just ask. He will, he will be here. <laughs> he can serenade us, and he will sing and take his shirt off. It will be quite the moment. Gotcha. <laughs> we definitely, in my opinion, need to do some more live. Podcast. Oh. Those are a blast. Yes. Those are super fun. The Vince bottle shop. Those are fantastic. And then I, I really <laughs> do love watching the tour and kind of giving a, like a play yeah, by play on those. Those are a lot of fun as well. What's something else that we could do to better interact with people and just kind of switch it up? Is there anything that you guys do you think, think we could do like a live from Ben's bottle shop where we watch the, the tour? La- like, because again, like that's all happens in the morning and we would want to do this in the evening. It would be so cool to be like, we're going to, you know, have like, if you're going to come join us for the live, like don't watch the tour that day. Like come watch the last hour with us. I don't know. It might <laughs> That'd be fun. fun. It'd be super fun if we do that. And then have it like just I set up and ready to watch. Open up early. Well, maybe it's just during the football season that they open up pretty early, yeah. but it would have to be really early to catch be, the end of the tour. Like 7 a.m. We could still, I mean, we could, we could, we could TiVo it and, and watch it on delay. Do you it's, like how old I am when I'm like TiVo that? We we'll just invite uh, everybody to the studio. Yeah. What's a TiVo? I yeah, don't understand. No. What just, did you just, your beta max I mean, out? I mean like delay, <laughs> delayed recording. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I definitely want to try and get more of the, the people involved and, and doing things like that and having them be able to j- jump on, I think is a fantastic thing. So yeah. yeah. So those are kind of some of the things that I'd like to see as well. Anything else you guys can think of that you'd like to see from the podcast? Well, what do our uh, what do our listeners want? Well, yeah. that leads me into the the reason why I asked this question. Okay. I first and foremost want to thank our patrons. Our patrons are pretty stinking cool, and they help support us and they help underwrite the the cost of putting this on because yes. everybody is in these day and ages are always putting their hands in your pocket for these. Here's your monthly subscription is going to cost yes. X, you know that that kind of stuff. So they help us out with that. Um, I want to thank them for that and i think that it would be awesome if we can get the patreons more involved um we're not going to do a drawing this week i think we can probably do one next week but what i would like to see from them though instead of doing a drawing is have them get involved in a different way and i think that um the first patreon like you have to be like a patron and if you 
if, if you're not a patron right now and you want to become a patron, you want to play in this this little game that we're going to do. If you want to go to dowpodcast.com, click on the Patreon link and be, set yourself up with the Patreon and go do that. I think that that would be a lot of fun. But I want you to, uh, if you want to win this, we're going to give away a nice dial T-shirt. These things are pretty nice. I think they're, they're nice. normally like 25 bucks or something like that. Yep. Anyway, we've got one that says dialed on it and we've got another one that says unplug. And then it has like a little uh, dialed logo and like a mic yep. on there. It's a, it's a neat little t-shirt. But if you can go onto social media, probably like Instagram, and I want you to tag the dialed podcast in that. And I want you to, in your comments, see, tell us what you want to see from us in 2024. It can be, hey, I want to see this next episode. I want this topic, or I want to see you guys do this at some point in time this year. The first person to go on to Instagram with that in a picture of them and hopefully on on around a bike or something to do with bikes or something cycling centric, and then tag us in that with that question, you're going to win a t-shirt. That's good. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be the little tie in there. And then for all of our patrons, we've got some uh, Dow podcast stickers. We want to send those out to you. So we'll, we'll get on that. So we need to probably get some updated addresses and we can just drop them in the mail. Or if you want to swing by the lab, if you're local, we'll get yeah. you some, uh, some Dow podcast stickers. I think we have some other stickers that we can toss in there as well. Yeah, we some people cool. are welcome to swim, bike, run, rinse, repeat stickers. If Sweet. that's what they, yeah. if they want that. We'll give you a bunch a of stickers. Tri- it's a triathlon podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I guess you got to first and foremost follow us on Instagram as just at Dialed Podcast. And while you're at it, might as well go follow the Dialed Cycling and Dialed Cycling team and the Dialed Juniors and the Dialed Triathlon <laughs> yep. team. They're all Instagram. So kind of cool stuff. Anyway, yeah, go do that. Be fun. So fantastic. Anything else you boys want to talk about? That's no? it. Let's Let's roll. Back to work. Back to work. Let's do one last thing. Matt Legrand, you're up. Okay. Uh, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but it'll probably come out before my video. I promise that I am I am working on a Apple Watch Ultra two after 100 days video. I'm working on it. It should be out. I'm thinking it's going to come out on Sunday, so be on the lookout for that. Can you even buy that watch today? You for a while, you for a week, you could not buy it on Apple.com or at the stores. Apple had to completely pull it because of a patent dispute over their blood oxygen saturation sensor. It, uh, they had some sort of appeal, and as the appeal process is going through, some judge gave um, a short-term break to where they would be able to sell it um, until, looks like until mid-January when that appeal process kind of like is figured out. Uh, Massimo is the company, the, the Massimo, sensor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, I, I used to have a contract with that company. Yeah. <laughs> we provided physical therapy and strength and conditioning services. It was kind of like a wellness program for their for people. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's a real company. I, I yeah. Mean, it's and, not just a patent. Yeah. So patent, it's kind of funny because I, I, I still know people that work for them. I haven't talked to them in a while, but send them an email. Yeah. See what's going on. But at the end of the day, these sensors, I mean, they're probably just wanting a big payday or some sort of a licensing fee or something. Right. How much would that cost Apple to just pony up those those bucks and make that happen? I think it's a dollar seventy five. Dollar seventy five, huh? Yeah. All right. Per hair on your head. Okay. <laughs> uh, which for me is not much, but um, no, we don't know, and that's all we'll never know because that all is is negotiated behind the scenes. I mean, we're talking so, about a company that Apple is yeah. worth what a trillion dollars plus. But here's the thing, if like Mosmo can just name any number and then basically it can make it to where selling the Apple Watch literally costs them money. Yeah, and but so, there has to be some sort of like an arbitrator. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's your technology and somebody can't force you to sell it for. But I so mean, depending on what that number is negotiated, I mean, literally it could be the situation where, I mean, you know, margins on electronics are super crap. slim. Yeah, And so it could be some situation where it's like, no, it's worth us for us to just take it off of our website, which they literally did. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know what those negotiation numbers are. 
They could be taking it off the website, could be part of the negotiating tactics, um, having the ability to change software and maybe, you know, change that one particular feature might also be something they could play into some of the negotiating factors between uh, Apple and Mozzie. We have no idea. All, and we never will. We will never know the little negotiation pieces behind the scene. So it's just all going to go away at some point. Just shoot Tim Cook a text. I know you guys okay. are. Yeah, we're pretty, <laughs> we're pretty close. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. So we'll see. But um, my guess mm-hmm. is that that they will probably do a software patch and they'll change the way that that sensor works, and hopefully that'll be enough. Hmm. We'll see. Do you think they're feverishly working behind the scenes to come up with their own sensor so they can just buy or just <sighs> circumvent the whole process of like having to deal with this company? Or I wouldn't be super surprised if the they had a new sensor in September when they announced the Apple Watch Series 10 or hmm. X, as they might call it, or the Apple Watch Ultra 3. Because you have to so. think that at some point in time, they're going to just have that technology and they're just going to say, hey, Massimo, sorry about that, but we're going to go this direction and this has nothing to do with you. Like, that's where I would say, like, yeah. Massimo, be smart. Like, you've got their captive attention right now. Come up with a reasonable number that's going to make you super happy. It's yeah. going to make them happy to still sell their watches, cash out, knowing that they're going to change this anyway. And that technology is all going to change. It's, it's hard without years. knowing that. Yeah, it's hard to know without knowing the technology. Supposedly, Apple like hired away a block of their developers, and then like, and then I don't remember if it was three months or six months later, had their blood oxygen saturation sensor. It, it looks sketchy. Remember so, that one podcast uh, we did? We need to do another one of these. Am I the asshole? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the asshole here? It looks like Apple's the asshole on that yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, from a, from a, I mean, I'm still, I'm, I do not have the details and none of us do. And yeah. It's, it's, uh, but from what I can tell, it doesn't look good for Apple. It's so. kind of their MO. I mean, they'll take things that have, have come out and they're, they're good and then they'll take that same technology and they'll make it even better. They'll put their Apple touch on it. Yeah. But it seems like they're just blatantly like, robbing this or i don't know and and sometimes like i'll see a feature that apple will do and they'll do it totally different than the way that garmin does it or chorus or whatever and i'm like wow that's innovative and very cool and neat that they did things differently and other times they do the same thing and i'm like uh why couldn't they just stick with the standards because standards are meant for developers to make Mm -hmm. their lives easier it's like you follow the standard and then all this stuff works right so it's a it's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. The way Apple does things. So cool. Hapler. Yeah. One last thing. One last thing. One freaking last thing. Uh, yeah, I'm hitting the road uh, this weekend. See ya. Yeah, and I'll be gone for maybe three weeks or so. Or yeah, I've been some clothes. Suck. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Uh, going to Arizona? I'm going to Arizona. Yeah. You're just going to take your time getting out there? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a couple days. Got to take some stuff back to the kids and also doing a personal bike delivery on the way as well. Whoa. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, just going to Arizona for some little bit warmer weather. My wife's got a soccer tournament. And then I might go to the Canary Islands for a week with uh, Sir Ian Gibson. Ooh, so that's, yeah, that's all in this next few weeks. We need to have like, we have you guys have to call in. From the Canary Islands. We'll have, to, we'll have to figure something out. When do you leave for that again? Um, for That's th- soon, right? For the Canary Islands? Yeah. It's like two weeks. Is so Ian Gibson also going on the um, team training camp? Yes. Good man. Yeah. He's going to be like traveling so the is, world. So this is this is me and Ian's. This is our private training camp yep. to prepare us for training camp. For regular, training camp. Training camp for regular <laughs> training camp. Yeah. Good. Sweet. Good. It's a perfect segue for, to my last thing. What's it? I just wanted to congratulate Ian. He's he's retiring tomorrow. He is retiring tomorrow from um, 
Alaska. Alaska Airlines. Frontier. Yeah, he's been like an engineer with them for yep. many, many, many years and has enjoyed his ride there. It's been a great job for him, but he's turning over or turning a chapter in his life and he's retiring and he's going to go full hog on being a cycling coach. So yes. pretty That'd excited for him. And he's going to be running the dialed performance mm-hmm. coaching. Um, wow. He's, it's our namesake, but it's it's 100% Ian. It, yep. it, and we're going to support him every which way we possibly can. He asked if he could use the name. I'm like, absolutely. Yes, yeah, you can. Yeah. So, um, if you're interested in some cycling coaching, give them a shout. You can go to dialedperformancecoaching.com or you can go to the Dialed Cycling website. There's a link to it in there and you can check that out. But um, the other thing is uh, he wants to and has asked and I've agreed and he's going to try and be a little bit more regular on the podcast with us, uh, whether it be just for small chunks, talking about a coaching segment that we're talking about or just to jump on and join us in, in general. So it'd be oh, good be to great. have his uh, his insight. Get to listen to this old uh cranky salty british guy get a little <laughs> saucy with us and put us in our place so that ought to be good so i love it dad's gonna come over here and set the ship right here so <laughs> but um yeah so congratulations to ian and on all of your successes and your formal job and your uh your new adventure and have fun celebrating that with uh freaking hepler over here yeah we're going <clears throat> we're going to europe together for his good times retirement yeah sweet cool all right i think that's it guys that a wrap? Hooray. That's a wrap. <laughs> cool. All right. We will be back next week with another one of these. And until then, bye for now. Jij bent een klootzak.